Well, the guy you were listening to is, is a man of honor. I'm a man of honor because I've got a guest in now, so I uh, ended, and I hate to end that song because I love it, but I ended it a little prematurely. That was the music of Flathead, uh, who are at the Tempe Center for the Arts tonight for one show only, Flathead and Funny, along with opening act Honey Girl <coughs> featuring uh, Gin Blossom's lead guitarist, Scott Johnson. But I might not even go to my own show because I might go to this show instead. I, I just think might. You should. Yeah, I know. I know. I know you think that. Uh, we have a return guest uh, uh, to our show. We have Jen Cober. Hello, friends. And I think that Jen. I think uh, we're going to have a uh, uh, we're going to have an award, and the award is going to be um, uh, favorite female comedian who's played Scottsdale more than anyone. Jen Cober. <laughs> <laughs> That's a dubious honor, but yay. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, you are at uh, Jen is at uh, Rick Bronson's House of Comedy uh, tonight for two shows. Saturday for two shows. Are, are, are we doing an Easter show? No, sir. Jesus no, does not want us to be funny. He wants us home eating cream eggs the way God intended. How are you going to follow that act though? Christ is risen. You're going to follow that? Nope. You can't follow that. No. Nope. Look, I want some cream eggs and some Easter grass. That's what I need. Yeah. You get, <laughs> couldn't you just see Jesus walking out? He goes, "I just rose from the dead." Follow that exactly. Yeah, like uh, like if Jesus was a stand-up, is that what you're saying? Like, or if he was like Jerry Lewis talking to Chuck Berry? Follow that. <laughs> you know that legendary I story. Do. I do. I Great Balls of Fire is one of my favorite movies, and Jerry Lee Lewis is a fellow Louisiana, Louisiana. So we because uh, you're claim him. you're a Louisiana girl. I am. Do you like that song, Louisiana Woman, Mississippi Man? You know that old redneck song? I no, Louisiana? I'm not a fan of that one. You know it though. Yeah, you couldn't yeah. help but know it. Well, you know, yeah. I mean, they I have played ears, it in church. So yeah, <laughs> and I'm a Jew, and I still know, I know. it. So it's uh, <laughs> even if they were playing it in church, I was there. I hear that in Louisiana Jews actually go to Baptist church because they just they go. Let's well, because we don't like to dance. Yeah, so. <laughs> man. What do you mean? I, so I saw you uh, about a year ago. I was yep. uh, I was doing a different show. Um, yeah. Uh, on a different station, which we're probably going back to, right but, on. Uh, along with what we're doing here. But uh, uh, so it was about a year, yeah. year ago. You were at Rick's place. We like to call it just Rick's place. I like it. Yeah, I like it. Rick's a good guy. And uh, have you anything interesting happened to you between the last time I saw you? I now? have. I uh, I what happened to me? I've been in a couple of TV shows. I'm on yeah. the middle on ABC, and I'm on. Kevin Hart's sitcom, The no. Real Husbands of Hollywood. Really? Yes, which is on BET. Um, when I told my grandmother I was on Kevin Hart's show, she's like, which one are you? I'm like, you'll know. You'll know which one is me. I'm the tall one. Yes. I will be the white lady. So, But it's a lot of fun. And so, uh, you know, I get to work with those guys and pal around with them and, you know, have lunch on Nelly's tour bus. It's yeah. kind of cool. It's kind of cool. Nelly's a St. Louis guy, right? He is. Yeah, because he, he actually grew up in the uh, on the same streets that I grew up in, just different eras. Because oh. I, I grew up in North St. Louis, and I know Nelly's a, a North St. Louis yeah, guy. Yeah, he is. So uh, very, still very connected to that area. Very connected. Very helpful to his community. Yeah. Smart. What a lot of people don't realize uh, about uh, so many pop artists, be it comics or musicians, uh, that they're actually really often if if they're doing well. They're smart. And then uh, I've heard people go, oh, I don't like rap. Or when Nelly was around, go, oh, that's just stupid. I go, you don't know how smart that guy is. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah. look at uh, like uh, 50 Cent. 
And I'm the vitamin water, right? Yeah, I'm he, pronouncing it correctly. Yes, are I not? Yes. There's Fitty? no there's no middle F. Yes. Yeah. Illegally, it's silent I, as in Fox. Like Bob Dylan's name was Bob Zimmerman, and he got to change to Dylan. I think didn't Fifty Cent go to court and get the F removed from his name? I don't know. Can you confirm or deny? I don't think black people go to court <laughs> regularly <laughs> on uh, like voluntarily. Have so. you been to court lately? I have. You are have? you about to get me in trouble again? Oh, I saw something. Ah, and poor I, Jennifer gets arrested every time she opens her mouth. <laughs> I want you to talk my about it. My mother took out a restraining order on me because no. she didn't want me talking now, about first her in off, my act anymore. Let me say this. I have no idea. All I know is I saw a picture of you <coughs> coming out of what looked like a uh, official facility. A jail. Uh-huh, and you said, a picture. And uh, you said people are going to hear all about it. Or yeah. it. That's what it said. So that's what happened. My my mother is um, a terrible, awful, evil person. Okay. And took out a restraining order against me so that I wouldn't be able to talk about her in my act. And got that enforced. Got, oh, yes. We went to family court, friend. This was so fun. And so so now there's a restraining order. And so I am not legally supposed to talk about my mother. Only, you know, tell me I can't do something and that's all I want to do. What is your mother's so. name? Can you tell us that? Because <laughs> I, I, I want to I fix this for you. I know how. Mrs. Cober. Mrs. Cober. So if you were to talk about some woman who's not your mother... But looks just like your mother and sounds just like Listen, your mother. Listen, I did this. Can I tell you I did this? I used to say I'm not allowed to say who sent me to jail. But you guys know I came out of somebody's vagina, right? Like that was what I would say. <laughs> Unless you were a C-section. And no, I wasn't. And so, <laughs> so I said, you know, and and the judge wrote into the order that I was not even allowed to say I came from a vagina. So basically, you were supposed to believe I was hatched, according to this judge. So we're, now we're fighting it in the criminal court. Like, now I've got a hearing that where I have to go back and say, this is unconstitutional. She can't tell me what I can and can't talk about. It's my life. It's not like I'm saying lies. She just doesn't. I think she knows that I have a lot of stories about her that are very funny because she's insane. And she takes it very personally, like, somehow I'm bad-mouthing her or, or whatever. So even. there's actually, because and, and this this is, um, I, I'm getting my dander up for you. <laughs> I am. It's upsetting. It really is. <laughs> because was... because what you're talking about, is we're starting to see these weird things happen. Uh, I, I was talking about this earlier, that there may be uh, uh, people that I, I dislike privately, okay, but I'm never going to discriminate against them based on anything about them, okay? Right. Um, uh, they might do something I think is weird, Right. Okay, and uh, but I'm not going to discriminate against them for that. But we're starting to see sometimes a little push towards that. And I think there's even a case in Canada where so a comic being in trouble for hate speech. And what you're telling me, if I'm hearing this right, and you could end up becoming uh, an important part of a, a constitutional law if this continues on, is that an individual has taken out a restraining order against you saying that you cannot speak about them yep. at all in public. Even though they were a part of my life for 40 years. Like it's, I mean, imagine someone told you, don't talk about your family at all in, in any part of your job, whatever your job is. Yeah. You are not allowed to mention that you have a mother. Like it's just insane. And because... Um, it got posted when I got arrested. It got posted on the sheriff's page yeah. and all this stuff. So it it went everywhere. So then I had to get on and be like, no, it's not this. This is, you know, whatever. And that, But then I can't talk about what it is and blah, blah, blah. So it just became like a big mess. And so I think we finally got a judge that sees through what is happening and gets that this is So she got the restraining order in, in a particular state, municipality? Yes, in Louisiana. In Louisiana. And I don't even live in Louisiana. I live in California. I got extradited back to Louisiana. I got a Facebook message from the sheriff telling me I needed to come turn myself in. Swear to God. Are I can't you? write this. Nope. You know, if there wasn't a baby in here, I, 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 
so you had I to love then, when you call me baby. I'm sorry, I have a restraining order against anyone who uses the word baby. Yep. If they it say happens. it like that, baby. Um, <laughs> you had to then fly, drive, hitchhike yep. from California to Louisiana mm-hmm. and appear in court over this. Yep. Did they, did, did they turn, arrest yes, you? Yes, I had to turn myself in. I did they cuff you? Uh, no, I didn't get cuffed or anything. No, you missed the fun part. I did have to put on the orange jumpsuit. I did the second time I got put into population. Because here's the thing. she. So I still continue to talk about her. So every time I talk about her, on, she'll, I'm sure she'll get a hold of this podcast, and it will be a case court, court case. Every time I've appeared on radio and talked about her, she's had me arrested. So I've been arrested four times for, for this. For four times. Well, we certainly don't want to get, get not, you arrested. You know. But, I mean, in the past... And I've been charged with nothing. I have not been arraigned. I have not been charged. Nothing. Do you have an attorney? Yes, yes. But you have to understand, we're in Lake Charles, Louisiana. I mean, I'm sure you can imagine what the justice system there is like. That word is not in the uh, dictionary. Well, here's the thing, and I didn't even realize this, but family court does not operate under the same laws that criminal court does. And, And... Because I'm not a, I don't, why would I care about that? Um, But, you know, somebody put that bug in my mother's ear that, oh, if it's family court, you know, there's a different set of rules. You don't have to prove things. You just have to show that you're, I mean, she basically, I literally, at one point during the trial, she says that I've, that she, she needs this restraining order because I'm talking to people about her and then she's having me arrested and these people are going to, she literally told me she's worried about the Mark David Chapmans and the John Hinckley's of the world. And I was like, no one killed John Lennon's parents. Like, what are you talking about? Like, it's all so blown out of proportion and she's such a drama queen. Literally, she presented in court as evidence uh, a tweet that I favorited and retweeted. Do you know that God is on Twitter? There's no, a guy I, I, okay, so it's at the tweet of God. Big it's G, a, little it's G. It's a guy, yeah. He's got like a lot of followers, like probably 17 million followers because he's God on Twitter. And he's just a funny guy. He'll, he'll post silly, like he posted one time, guys, I said I hated figs. You know what I mean? Like just funny stuff that's from God and you laugh at it. So one day he posted, um, sometimes I wish I could just kill you all and start over where no one knows me. Which made me laugh. It was funny. funny. So I favorited it and I retweeted it. That got presented in court as me threatening my mother. Oh, my word. Right. And I said, I didn't even write that. That's not even something I put out into the world. I just said it was funny. And the judge says, how do I know you're not God? I had to prove to a judge in court that I was not God on Twitter. Are you serious? This That's is amazing. my life. You know, a lot of times. <laughs> this is what I spent money on. A lot yeah. of people, people say to me, they go, you think you're God, don't you? But that's, in your case. Well, do you know how I proved it? Because everybody kept saying in the in the trial, all my parents kept saying was how I'm such, I'm so self-involved and I'm so, you know, whatever. And I said, here's how you know I'm not God on Twitter. Did, that guy has 17 million followers and not one time does he say, follow my favorite comedian at Jen Cober. <laughs> that's how you know it's not me. Because if I had 17 million, I didn't spend the past 15 years of my life traveling in a car by myself. To have somebody else's name get 17 million followers, that didn't happen, friend. I promise you I would put my name on it if I had 17 million followers. I would tell you, I'm God. I would announce it proudly. God is a Jew and a lesbian, (laughs) and let's make this happen. This is costing you money, isn't it? Absolutely. My word. My heart goes out to you. Thank you. You know, oftentimes, you know, one of the problems with being a comedian 
and uh, and there's so many problems. There are, there are. <laughs> but one of them is is that we we appear to be in a power position because we're on stage and we and we're 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 in the form of jokes. We're stating yeah. very strong opinions. So people uh, give, and in a sense, sometimes they attack us. Lenny Bruce was thrown in jail continuously. Yeah. His life pretty much ruined. Uh, for using language nowadays that you're going to hear on Nickelodeon after oh, 5 o'clock. Listen, I say I'm the Larry Flint of Louisiana. This is like my civil disobedience. It's ridiculous the way that, that it's all going down, really. And let me say that the material I was doing about my mother, it's not like the material I was doing was like defamatory to her in any way, or like, it was just funny mom stuff from when I was a kid. It's not like anybody was like, that is, she is so mean to her mama. Her mama, it's not like I painted her out to be some evil snake. Yeah. I mean, until all this started going down, yeah. and then I'm like you guys want to hear some stuff <laughs> you know, like let's talk let's really get down to this so this is I, and and i think she didn't realize that by putting it out there she was going to get negative backlash she thought she was going to put it out there that i'm this terrible person that i've you know defamed her and i'm i'm threatening to her and all these things and she thought people were going to jump on her side and be like that is awful your own child did that to you and what people did was people rallied around me and sure. were like her mom must have gone off the rails this is insane whatever blah 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 and that even made her matter i think that made her want to prove that i was terrible even more you know so it's all just like snowballed into this re- it is ridiculous what would when have i happened- am proving i'm not god in court we've gone to yeah. insane land what would have happened if when the uh, the, the, the county sheriff uh, in, in the parish sheriff yeah, yeah. had sent you a Facebook message, my God, a Facebook mm-hmm. message saying you need to appear in court if you hadn't gone? What would have Well, wh- the, the reason I even came back and faced it and did anything about it because I'm a real big believer in just let it go. Uh-huh. <laughs> but he said if I got stopped even for running a red light or speeding or anything, if I was stopped by a cop for any reason and handed them my license, they would see that I had felony warrants in another state and I would be extradited back immediately, which is taking a bus back to yeah. Louisiana from California with other criminals. That wasn't going to happen. So I called my lawyer. We made a, an arrangement for me to go turn myself in. And, and, you know, thus a criminal was born. So. You know, I, uh, I, I, I <laughs> wish for you that none of this was happening. I, 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 I really do. I mean, I my, my heart goes out to you. On the other hand. <laughs> it's a great story. The prison material I have kills. You could end up, you could end up in, in, in the same books as, as Carlin and uh, oh, Bruce. That would, be, that would make me uh, be- happy beyond belief. Because but I certainly wish it was for a different reason. Eventually, this will have to be decided one way yeah, or another. April 15th. We're, we're going to court on April 15th. So Yeah, whether whether someone is allowed to do this. I mean, there, there are slander laws and there's libel laws. Exactly. We know that they're, they're especially broad when they, when we're dealing in, in the, uh, the But that's what she's saying. She's saying her talking about me is, is threatening to my safety. Because if she says things about me, her fans could come after me. Like, really? Have you ever gone to a comedy show and heard somebody talk about anybody and thought, I'm going to do something to that person? Yeah, like, no. are you serious? Like, no. I don't even I don't even know how to respond to it because it seems so insane to me. But this is where we are and this is what we're doing. Let so. me ask you this. I, I know that, uh, I know that uh, Rick Brunson is a, is a strong believer in, in freedom of speech and, and is, is one of the... the and one of the the really good guys is for because he is a comic of of club owners and stuff, uh, and that he would never let anything. Are you running into any situation with uh, employers with clubs or anything? Were there? I, you know, I don't feel like I am. I don't feel like it's it's stopping me from getting any kind of bookings or anything. It got it all kind of blew up in October, 
and um, my mugshot made the rounds. I was on the news from Houston to New Orleans. I like, thought I saw you like I coming did. out of a jailhouse door. Yeah, 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 I was. I, t- I took that I picture. Okay, like yeah. they gave me a That's copy a nice of shot my mugshot. You, you look very nice. Yeah, I was very yeah, happy. Yeah. And uh, and so I just made sure that when the the time came for, you know, me to, uh, you know, you do what you can to. And what's so funny is it was such a huge deal and. In Lake Charles, I feel like everybody was like, I couldn't go to the Walmart without being like somebody being like, oh, they let criminals in the Walmart. I'm like, well, they let in assholes. So (laughs) that's how Walmart makes its living. Are you kidding? Have you seen the cashiers? So like, it's just so people made jokes about it. People were funny about it with me, and and I, of course, have kept you know my humor about it and such too. I mean, that's the the way I deal with things. I'm funny about it. That's what I've always done. It's what I'm going to continue to do. Mm -hmm. So. You know, I, I tried to, but when I got to LA, I was really worried that, you know, my agents were going to see it or that, you know, yeah. were, am I going to be able to audition for things like Disney or Nickelodeon or things now because yeah. I've got this? And and I think the answer to that is probably not. And I probably did lose out on some some things that were for, for more uh, wholesome imaged people. But also people were like, are you going to be on Orange is the New Black? I saw your mugshot on Facebook. You know what I mean? Like and nobody really knew kind of what was happening. People just like saw, oh yeah, I saw something about that. You were in like an orange jumpsuit. I thought that was just a skit. You were, you know, people didn't even really, the people that mattered to me didn't sure. even really realize what was going on. Um, so so I think I, I lucked out on this one. Let me, let me ask you this. So let's go a little deeper into pain on this. Uh, we were talking earlier today about uh, one of these uh, insane and ill-informed, uh, and the reason we were talking about uh, discrimination and stuff, uh, in, uh, Chris DePetta, who's a friend of, of mine who owns the Atlanta Punchline, right. had posted Chris. on Facebook, please, you know, let's let's lobby against this. Really, we, we've entered an Orwellian phase in, in, in words, and that they try to pass these laws that they call religious liberty laws that are really mm. discriminatory laws. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, they, and they, he's in Georgia, right? He's they in Georgia, yeah. Whole thing, and yeah. he's going, he's going, and and now the NFL. Uh, you can say what you want about the NFL, and and there, and there are certain thing, things to be said about them. They were one of the reasons why that bill didn't pass here in Arizona because they said we won't bring a Super Bowl there. Now Atlanta is slated to think in 2017 to host the Super Bowl, and the NFL is going. If Nathan Deal, the governor, signs this law, right. we really got to rethink this. As does the SEC is talking about their championships because there seems to be in certain places. Still, this desire, this this, and I think it's a sick desire, to be able to discriminate against people for sexual orientation, mm-hmm. and that's what these religious liberty laws basically are. I was telling, I was talking to Shirley, and I said, I said, if, if she and I got a divorce, and I was going to marry Rob, and we went to a, a cake store, and I said we want a cake, and on top we want two men in tuxes, and they go, we can't do that. That would be discrimination. And we went there, and I says, I want a picture of a big dick going to a guy's mouth, and he goes, I don't want to make that. Then you might have some credence there. Yeah. I'll make your pick. I'll make your cake, but I don't want to make you know a wiener. I'll make the dick, but I'm not making the balls. <laughs> <laughs> it's not happening. Cake balls. Do you, and don't do this, cake balls I'm leading here. to this. Do you feel? And I don't want to get you in trouble. You can say I don't want answers if you don't. Do you feel that your sexual orientation? Absolutely. Makes it easier for these people in Lake Absolutely. Charles to go. We're going to go after this. Woman. Absolutely. In court, I was asked all about uh, my sexual orientation. I was asked all about my uh, smoking of marijuana. I was like, Yeah, I have a wow. prescription. I smoke weed. I'm a lesbian. I'm not lying. Do to you have you a prescription about it. for that as well? Heck yeah. Okay. I got a lot of anxiety. <laughs> For when I run out of weed. So <laughs> No, I mean for the other thing, is there a prescription for the lesbian? There's not no, a pres- no, no, no. There's not a, a lesbian prescription. That would be awesome, though. Uh, I would get it refilled every day. I got so, a card, baby. Exactly. <laughs> Look, it's right here next to my Indigo Girls albums and my wallet on the chain. 
it's it's just that I think I think um, I think that's where it all started. I really do, and I think that that those things were made it easier for my mother to um, get her way with me in a family court. get her way in a, in, a, in a family court. I I, I have I have. Um I have some familiarity, familiarity with family court because I went through a, a six-year process of uh, uh, a, my. I have a grown daughter now, but I went through six years. She's not my biological daughter. Six years in court fighting to be able to adopt her, oh, and uh, yeah. uh, and I will tell you what my brother told me at the time. My brother uh, uh, told me he goes, you know, everybody has their test, and this is where and this is where you, you really find out who you are, not who other people find. You I f- agree. How you hand- and he goes, this is your crucible, man. He I goes, agree. and it was, we were six years in court, and this may be yours, and I think that you're going to be a um, a better person for it. And well, thank you. And I think you're going to have some some wing dang doodle stories. Some, like when I really can fully talk, and I probably could fully talk about it now if I, you know, wanted to kind of flip my fingers up in the air and and be like whatever. But the material that has come from it is so genuine and so good, and even though it comes from a place of all this pain, it's really. You know, it's yeah. funny. I mean, it's I got put into general population as a person who is Gen well pop. known in that town. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's if you put me in jail in L.A., nobody would know who I was. But yeah. you put me in jail in like Charles, and I'm like, oh, Kyla, didn't we go to high school together? Like, <laughs> like I know these people. I mean, I walked into the sheriff's office, and five of them behind the decks were like, "Hey, Jen," and they were watching my YouTube videos. Like, it's it's, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's like an episode of Dukes of Hazard down there, and Roscoe P. Coltrane is running the place. <laughs> My so man. it's been it's been difficult, but truthfully, like in the scheme of what other people have been through in their lives, I think I'm still doing pretty good. Not good. You know, so. I grew up I grew up in a little town called House Springs, Missouri. Yep, that's where I grew up. And uh, it's uh, near Eureka, huh? Uh, oh, you're darn right, it's uh-huh. near Eureka, where, uh-huh. where the Six Flags is. Heck yeah, yeah. I when, know when I lived there, there weren't no Eureka. <laughs> <laughs> there weren't no. I remember they built Six Flags. They go, you gonna go over there and try to get a job? <laughs> Doing what, man? I, I got too many teeth to run that Ferris wheel. <laughs> <laughs> Jefferson County, Missouri. Yeah, that's right. That's where I grew up. And uh, um, I'm not saying. And I have a lot of good friends back there still. Yeah. And of course, people. I, I since I've started doing what I did in, in in the advent of Facebook, people I haven't talked to since high school going, "Remember me?" And I'm gonna. And now they, you know, they write me about quilting. Um, I've always said, <laughs> "Would you?" And I'm not talking about House Springs nor Lake Charles, but oftentimes I find because. House Springs is beautiful countryside. And Lake Charles, they've been to beautiful. Somehow, the more beautiful the countryside, the uglier the people. I don't find the people to be ugly at all. Sometimes I find in their one, heart. Particular one particular person. Okay, all right. Ugly. Okay. Not all of them. Okay. It's it's that's my lesbian joke. I always say yeah. I don't need you to like all girls. I just need you to like one in particular. <laughs> so you know what I yeah. mean? Because oh, do you date straight people? I don't care what you consider yourself. Are yeah. you into me? Great. Let's yeah. move on. You know yeah. what I mean? So I, I feel like that about this too. You know, I think that. Uh, I love the people of Lake Charles. I, I have a house there in the middle of nowhere on a mm-hmm. giant piece of land with some rabbits and some chickens and a dog and a cat that won't stop screaming at the back door. It's not the poncha train. It's, it's, it's no. no. Okay. <laughs> it's, excuse me, it's beautiful. And I love it there. The people are, are amazing. The food is amazing. It's beautiful. It's peaceful. I get so much good writing done mm-hmm. when I'm there. But, you know, it's like anything. I'm like... And if somebody doesn't get me to a Trader Joe's really fast, I'm going to lose my shit. So you have to get out, go to, you know, we take trips to New Orleans or to Houston or whatever to get to a city to kind of feel a little more, you know, and I can always leave and go to Los Angeles. I have an apartment in Los Angeles as well. So 
and I get sick of Los Angeles. I'll be like, oh, I can't yeah. take this, all these people, and everybody's around, and it's always on, and there's traffic at 11 o'clock at night, and what's going on, you know. So there's all kinds of pros and cons to both places, and I'm lucky to have both places to kind of you know what you haven to do. To. You know what you need to do. You Tell need me. to do what I did. I, I grew up in a small town. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually grew up in the inner city, then moved to a small town. That's what turned me into a comic. From <laughs> from a place with a confectionery owned by the Cutmeyers out to, hey, you ain't from here. Yeah. You know. Uh, uh, Where are you from? <laughs> uh, the future. You're going to love it. <laughs> we got talking picture boxes and DVDs and teeth. Talking pasture boxes. <laughs> Do tell. <laughs> uh, and then I, I lived in I lived in Hollywood in Los Angeles for thirty years. But now I live in the entertainment capital of uh, Arizona, Maricopa. Lovely. And what it is is uh, Maricopa is a small town right outside of Phoenix. We can access Phoenix. We can access Scottsdale, and we're forty five minutes from Los Angeles. And you need to come out to the entertainment capital. That's where you are. We're gonna we're making a move to get entertainers to move to Maricopa. You're close enough to L.A., I am but not you're far of enough you. away. I am not scared of you. Like, <laughs> I I like the – in L.A., I live in Santa Monica. It, you know what I mean? Yeah, I can't sure. even be in all that Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, we were just talking about that on the way here is that L.A. is so dirty and it's whatever. But if you go to Santa Monica, it's like its own little bubble, like right next to the ocean. Mm-hmm. Everything is pretty self-contained. I, I never left Santa Monica yeah. unless I had an audition or a show or something. You know, it's like I – I stayed in my bubble. I yeah. like my bubble. We stay down in. Uh, uh, we haven't lately, but we uh, we had a friend. We used to share a place in in Malibu, right? Oh yeah. Right down, and we were walking distance from Moon Shadows. And oh nice. Yeah, and you can go in here and go. That's where I got my chickens. Is right there by that feed store on oh, the way yeah, to. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's where I got my chickens. Yeah. I got California chickens in Louisiana. You should have seen me making that cross country trip with a dog and two chickens in the day. You are you are a Louisiana like, girl. Are if you, you did that. Serious. Yeah. Chicken For people who don't know Moon Shadows, you can just walk in there and go, this is where he did it. Yep. This is where Gibson did it. <laughs> yeah. This is where he ended the empire. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I do have to point out at this point, if you hear uh, strange noises in the back, it's not because of anything Jen and I are doing. Uh, it's ha- no, it's uh, because there's a baby. There's a baby. The baby who we the always... The world's w- cutest baby. This yes. baby, you're never going to have to do anything in your life except bat those big brown eyelashes at uh, people. Oh, yeah. He'll, have, he'll, 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 be, he'll be trouble for you. He'll be trouble to you, mama. He'll be... <laughs> So, he'll be so. he'll be coming to you when he's fifteen. Go, Mama, I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, You're in trouble. I go, Well, no, there's a girl in trouble. <laughs> no, I think she's gonna raise this one to be gay because she doesn't want him to leave. <laughs> I think she's. They're watching a lot of Glee. He's got my Wonder Woman wallet. Like he's very enamored. I think we can. I think we can make this happen. I think we can get him into like some. He's maybe if we get him some sequined onesies in like a pink or something. Start playing ABBA really loud in your house. I think. ABBA I think we, really? ABBA, yeah. Because I like ABBA. Dancing Queen. Yeah. What was that's, it? that's a very gay song. I'm just saying. Is it, is it? Mama Mia is something you have to learn all the words to when you come out. What was their other? <laughs> oh, you know, I, I, what was the other band for? Uh, all, all she wants is have his baby. Oh, oh. all that she wants is another baby. She got, where was that? Uh, yeah, Ace of Base. Ace of Base. Oh. Boom, Cover. That is it. I have so much useless knowledge sick. in my head. If I could get it out, I could cure disease. I'm telling you. You know, all the knowledge that comics have in their head people think are useless or what, what you make shows out of. <laughs> you, I know. Yeah. There, the, the kid who's opening for me, Eric, I don't remember his Sub-check. last name. Sub, Subcheck. Yeah. He said something about like, and he goes, and everything's on, and it's all just like a fire that Billy Joel didn't start. And I... <laughs> Fell over. I was like, that's the funniest thing ever. I love he didn't even look old enough to remember that song. Yeah. And the fact that he referenced it in his act just made me like, and you're my best friend. <laughs> now we have to hang out. So. You're also there with uh, Greg Freiler? 
Yes. Yeah, Greg is a very funny guy. He's a friend of ours, friend of the shows. Man, you know, um, um, I can't tell you. I mean, first off, we, we want to follow, and you, you got to know that you got people in your corner yeah. here, uh, uh, you know, in, Thank you. in Scottsdale, in, in the entertainment capital of Arizona, Maricopa, Perfect. where we reside, and uh, uh, at ComedySchoolsRadio.com. You have someone in your corner. Thank you. I, I am uh, I'm so appreciative that you, you came back. I know that you got here a little earlier, and we, we had to hold off a little bit, and that you... You came in and, and you I got to hang out in the lobby with the baby. It was yeah. perfect. Isn't that a cool lobby? <laughs> That's a great lobby. Will you, will you say here now on the radio that of all the uh, media places you've been to in Arizona that we have the coolest lobby? I will say that here without even the slightest bit of hesitation. The Good. lobby I have been the most pampered in was by far your lobby. I, I asked for a water. Yes. She offered me water, actually. Yes. She said, coffee or water. And I said, oh, I'll take a water, thinking she was going to bring me a plastic bottle. I was served a glass with yeah. ice and water in it. I'm like, not a cup. Thank you. A glass. Yeah. Because yeah. you know when you're on the road, you spend a lot of time eating on the go and yeah. drinking on the go. And oh, my God, just have real silverware in your hand and a real glass, something that's not plastic or paper or, or you know, a, a knife that you can actually cut with. Like, it means so much for me to – that's why I lo- the they put us up at a condo here at this club. Yeah. And, you know, I, I ordered some Grubhub yesterday, some Chinese food that I probably shouldn't have had, but it was so delicious. But it comes, you know, it's in the to-go containers. They give me all these forks and chopsticks and stuff, and I was like, oh, wait, this is a condo. There's dishes here. So I went and got a plate, and I made myself a plate, and I ate with a real fork, and I was like i am a rock star this is genius you know and then you know next week when i'm at the chuckle hut in the middle of nowheresville michigan like hoping that the last comedian didn't jizz into the mayonnaise i'm gonna be like man i wish i was in phoenix right now you know when you say that you hope that the last comic didn't jizz in the mayonnaise mayonnaise, it proves that you are a dreamer I am. It's a Cinderella story of sorts you have to be pragmatic you have to accept reality if there's mayonnaise in a comedy condo don't eat it. I know. Don't look at it. If you the look comedy at- condo in Tampa, Florida, at si- what was it called? Side side, side splitters. splitters. Uh, run by a terrible evil man. Anyway, <laughs> they put me in a condo there that literally, when I rolled over on the bed, the sheets crunched. Like yeah. There was like a crunching sound. I had to go to Walmart, buy all new sheets, buy all new towels because I wasn't touching their stuff. The water came, there was no shower head on the on the shower, and the water came out so hard, it stung me to take a shower. Like, I, I had to like barely drizzle it. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to wash 250 pounds worth of lesbian under like four drops of water. <laughs> like, it was not good. It was not, it was terrible. And I, and I said to my agents right then, I was like, if you ever put me in a comedy condo again, I will leave. I'm not staying like that. Like, I'm not an animal. Sure, you went to hotel. I'm a girl. Like, yeah. I get it. I look like I'm a 15-year-old boy, but I'm a girl. And there are things I expect and levels of sanitation that I, that other male comedians just don't have. And I get it. Nobody wants to clean the comedy condo. Nobody wants to do the laundry. Everybody's just kind of getting by with what they need to do. But I'm not, I'm not doing that again. They can just get me a hotel room. If I have to pay for it myself, I'm not staying in another condo. Then literally, like two weeks later, I get the booking for this show here, Phoenix uh-huh. Last year, and they're like, "Oh, it's a condo." I'm like, "Uh-uh, get me a room." And they're yeah. like, "No, no." I made them send me pictures of the condo to yeah. see, and when they sent the pictures, I thought they were messing with me. I was like, "There is no way this is what the condo looks like." They've gone and taken pictures of some nice place, and they're sending it to me to mess with me. This is bullshit. Like seriously, I, I said to my agent, "I said if I walk in that condo and it does not look just like this, I am walking out." Like, of course, I wouldn't really, but I, you know, I wanted them to know yeah. I meant business. Yeah. 
I walked into that condo and I was, I dropped to my knees. Thank you, Jesus. There's like a swimming pool. There's a giant tub. I have dishes. The fridge is filled with water and soda. I'm like, I adore this place. When you treat comedians like that, to me, as a, as a worker, you're going to get an amazing show sure. out of me. Sure. Not that at the Tampa Bay side splitters, I wasn't incredibly funny. I was. I was just also pissed off and not real clean. Yeah. You know what I mean? So <laughs> there's a difference in how you feel sure. doing the show. And when you get treated like a rock star like this, like Rick does to us, even even as club in, in Minneapolis, you're at the Mall of America. Yeah. Inside the Not just you any You don't have to leave the mall. You're in the hotel inside the mall. It's like I always play that club in the winter. So it's like perfect. I don't ever have to go outside and see the snow. When I want to go get some Starbucks coffee or uh, go to the Gap or head out to the Lego place, it's right there. I you can, can go just, in your short shorts leave. in the middle of winter. Exactly. Daisy yeah. Dukes. <laughs> you know how I do it. You know how I do it. I know how you roll. Yes. Man, uh, you know what? That's uh, R-O-L-L. <laughs> roll. People need to go see you because you are not only you're a funny oh, person. Uh, I, I don't want to. I don't want to get on a high horse because I'm I'm way too short for that. But uh, <laughs> people need to come out and, and support you too because um, uh, you're gonna you are gonna uh, you're gonna you're gonna make a difference in more ways than one. Um, unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, because of uh, what you're going through. So Thank people need you. to come out and support that. You're gonna be able to see Ms. Cobra, and that's see we've now we're gonna it's not you're gonna be see Jen. <laughs> hey Jen, she's in there. Jen Cobra, she is at a, a and you know Rick's condo is so nice that we've actually asked if we could use it as a staycation. So uh, you should. I know he should let us be there. He's, gonna, it's yeah. it's amazing. It yeah. is it is nicer than any place I've ever lived. God yeah. bless America. But yeah, but that's one of the cool things. That sometimes when I first started as a comic. Uh, what I noticed was the shittier the gig, the nicer the hotel. <laughs> so I'd be I'd be working like Yakima, Washington. And oh stand- my God, mm-hmm. Yakima! Off That's to- awesome. Moses, I was in Moses Lake, Moses Yakima, Lake. Spokane, um, and then they sent me to. You said it right, Spokane. What was the other? Oh my and god! And then Cody Wyoming town that I'm like, are you serious? Yeah, right, Cody Wyoming <laughs> or Scooby Montana or any of those other terrible. Were you working for David Tribble? I've known. Was it da- Tribble Rudd? David was at our wedding. We know oh, David for a long, god, long I'm time. I'm so sorry. You guys <laughs> need to erase that well, from your head he like was, an etch a sketch. He was trying to book. He was trying to book it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I bet he was. He goes, I, can I got a guy yeah, who'll come in for 150 bucks. Yeah. He'll do 10 minutes yeah. right before you cut yeah. the cake. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I know David. He's that guy. Wor- Actually, the last time I worked for him, he had just recently gotten in some kind of accident and like cut off one of his fingers. Cut off one of his fingers, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, seriously, which finger did you cut off, Dave? I hope it was your middle one. <laughs> you know, when like, I was putting on a convention, it was in 2005. Yeah. Okay, and That's I, how long ago it's it been since I worked for David Well, Trouble. good for you. Uh, the rooms are still there just in case. Oh, so, God. Right? <laughs> if you ever need to work out yeah. a nice five-minute set, give him a call. Do you, do, you, do you ever look at the rooms you start out at and go, just in thing? Oh, in, yeah. The very... The very first room I ever did was Medford, Oregon, at a discotheque called Ground Zero that Tribble booked me on. Sure. He asked me if I could headline. I was like, oh, yeah, I got it right. I don't think I'd ever done 45 minutes at a time. That's how I, yeah. You know what I mean? And he was like, he was like, you got good energy. I'm just, I'm going to headline you. And I was like, yeah. you have to headline me. I can't work for $100. I need the $200. You, need $200. you know what I mean? <laughs> I couldn't make it work for the feature money. So I said I could headline. But and then he takes workers' comp out of the money sometimes. 
He has. He never did that for me. Okay. I don't. I don't know if that was a long time ago. He, yeah, or he got he got jammed up in the '90s with one state, and they were demanding it. So he was. You get a two hundred dollar check, it'd be at one hundred ninety two bucks. Oh, that's funny. Uh, that's so funny. But he, you know, those kind of get. There were some <laughs> mornings where I was like, um, Dave. Unless I wake up at four in the morning, I can't even mathematically get to this gig on time. But he'd like, cheer you on. Yeah, but he'd be like, well, wake up. I'll give you a wake up call. You need me to call? You need me to check on you? Call the front desk. Tell him you're waking up. You know, and so it, he, it was. But he, didn't those, ask, he didn't ask me when I first called him if I had 45 minutes. He asked me if I had a car. Oh, see? <laughs> That's really all you need. Yeah, I'm very funny. He goes, eh, yeah, yeah. do you have a car? Yeah. I sent him an audio cassette that I had made at a hotel oh, in Long I Beach. I love that. And he goes, I can't make out what you're saying, but they laughed, and he hired me as a headliner. So, I love uh, that. Those gigs are still, but did you find, uh, with David, most of those were, you, you stayed in a really nice hotel. Yeah, it was a, it was a really, it, uh, none of those gigs were like the horrible, awful. Yeah. It was horrible, awful to get there, but I saw parts of Montana. I mean, when I am rich sure. and famous and I'm ready to just go live on a farm and tell everybody else to screw off, I'm going to be in Bozeman, Montana. It's yeah. the most beautiful place I've ever been. And I would have never gone there if David Tribble hadn't sent me on these ridiculous gigs and, you know, Billings and Bozeman and Scooby. And I mean, Scooby is two hours away from a Walmart. There's not a <laughs> Walmart there. For two hours. We had to literally, you stay in a hotel that's two hours away. You do the gig, and then you go, go drive to the two hours to the hotel because there's nothing there. And the town's named Scooby. Scooby. Yeah, they yep. could change that. Yep. They don't need to. Now, I think they're just messing with it now. Go, you know, you could change it. Yeah, we know. Yeah. We're keeping Scooby. <laughs> it's, uh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's just one of those. And, and it's and those are, I mean, Idaho, Montana, uh, Wyoming, Washington, don't forget, Oregon, Wyoming, Wyoming, even parts of Nevada that I would have never seen if I had not done these Winnemucca, terrible off Oh, Winnemucca. Yeah. The Winner's <laughs> Casino. Winner's Where <laughs> everyone in there is a loser. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there were no winners. You know what's funny about Winnemucca? And it still reeks of cigarette smoke. That's how you know you're playing a triple gig because they can still smoke in the establishment where you're doing the show. Yeah, they demand it. There's actually legal <laughs> prostitution in Winnemucca. Oh, but yeah. Most people just drive by as a curiosity. They look at it and go, I'm not going in there. Yeah. Uh, we're not going. We're not going. There's a really good barbecue place, though, right by that casino. It's got pigs on the outside of it. Uh, what's it called? I have a picture of me right in front of the sign because I thought the sign was pigs. So I think it's called pigs. But it might be. <laughs> it might be Hogs Barbecue. But, yeah. like, it's, like, delicious and amazing. And it's in Winnemucca, Nevada. So... <laughs> God help me. You are you are truly you're deep in the pain as a comic. I yes. will tell you that. Well, you know, but you know, honestly, though, those shows are something I look back on and go, "Oh my God, I can't really believe that I did that." Like it was such. Yeah. You you really felt like you were in the trenches of something. Sure. You know, uh, and especially as a girl and by myself, and I was lucky because I was married at the time, and so my wife would travel with yeah. me and go places with me, and the dog was there and whatever. Um, so it, it wasn't even as terrible for me as I feel like it probably is for other people that are, you know, just isolated be, in the middle be, of Winnemucca with no friends or anything. Yeah, you know? it, it, it could be scary and weird, I guess. But you know what I also found in those towns? They were just so happy you were there. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. I mean, that's that was the reason I, I did it. Like, the re you know, you get to Grants Pass, Oregon, and, and you're like, oh, my God. We're like, this is really where we're staying, and the room reeks of smoke, and it's whatever. But you get to that show, and the people are like... 
I can't even believe you're here. This yeah. is amazing. You know, and they were so grateful. And at the time, what really helped me make money was I had a CD to sell. Yeah. So, you know, those towns, I could, the great thing was I could live off my CD money and bank the little $200 that he was giving me to do the stupid show every week. <laughs> you know, and I was I was on the road literally five nights a week. I was yeah. doing those shows. So I was making a thousand bucks a week that I could bank and just living off my CD Absolutely. money. So it was, and I didn't have an apartment. I was living in my car going from gig to gig to gig to gig. So it was a really good time for me except that I'm in this insane situation you know the weirdest the weirdest not the weirdest experience but one that I'll share that I had on a triple gig one time is that uh, someone had had copied an evening at the improv I did on a VHS where they copied it and then asked me to sign it so <laughs> genius <laughs> Genius. Best best compliment I ever got from a fan might have been last night. A woman came out of the show and goes, you make me want to be a lesbian. What? Where are you going? Don't leave. What, what, what's happening? What do you mean? So Shirley, stop laughing. That's my wife. That is my wife, Jen. Mine. It's, it's Tony's okay. wife. It's okay. I will, I will keep my hands to myself like Selena Gomez says. I will not. I will be a good girl. Or the Georgia satellites. So... <laughs> Keep your hands in your stuff. Yes. We gotta go, and that makes me sad because I, I could say I could sit here and talk to you all day, but you gotta go because you gotta you gotta take the all important comedy nap. And I uh, was gonna <laughs> say I got some Chinese food and some Law and Order waiting on me back at the condo. By the way, they don't have silverware at the condo; they have flatware. Yes, it's flatware. <laughs> you are right, sir. <laughs> you are correct. That's how, that's what I can tell if you get this if you get to move up or not. If you get there and go silverware and go, she's not ready. <laughs> It's flatware. Send her back to Winnemucca. She's, she's, <laughs> she just picked out a china pattern. She's very accomplished. <laughs> very funny. Picked out a china pattern. Exactly. An artist. This is Jen Cobra you've been listening to, and she is at Rick Bronson's House of Comedy, which is at 5350. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait for it. Hi, Street. It's uh, my one sound effect, and I had to put in for Rick. That's what's so funny is I I wrote that on the on my Facebook post, and I was like, "That's real. I didn't even make that up. I'm performing on High Street tonight. Yeah. Come on down. Bring your Easter grass." <laughs> Uh, that's a that's a double intent. There you go. Yeah. See what I did there uh, with the thing and the thing. Two shows tonight. Two shows tomorrow. You can find out all about it by going to houseofcomedy.net. Houseofcomedy.net. Uh, your website or how people can jencober.com. Cober like sober but with a K. With a K. Okay, jencober.com. You can connect with me on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all kind of things there. You can watch my videos so you can make sure I'm funny before you go spend money on me. <laughs> I understand what people do. I understand how this works and I'm spend not afraid. Money. Vet money. me. Vet me. I Let's dare you. <laughs> uh, we're going to put up all your stuff on our site too on comedyschoolsradio.com Jen thanks Thank anytime you. you're in town please stop by Always. and keep us apprised of your journey through um, yes read the blog on April 16th you'll know what happened <laughs> <laughs> you are listening to comedyschoolsradio.com you are listening to this American podcast Nick comedy edition we'll be back in, to wrap up in just a moment a bigger rock to our place for a man